All right, welcome to the Matan Berg Show. I'm here with Caleb Nelson. Uh, it's a good friend of mine, and we're just going to talk uh, some political things, and we'll see where the conversation goes. Have you been? Um, dude, I've been good. I mean, living life, living large. Yeah, weird, weird times. Uh, hopefully, you're doing more than me because this is about it. And otherwise, I'm uh, <laughs> not, not doing enough. But yeah, yeah, you know, living in the most you know conservative county in Georgia, really, they uh, enforce their COVID restrictions. You know, that's that's it. how is that's interesting. Like, how does mm -hmm. that work? Um, well, I mean, we're back in school. I mean, most. I mean, not a lot of us wear masks. Sadly. Uh, school oh. district you know they um they didn't enforce masks so we're wow. back to in person but um the opportunity they didn't enforce them so majority of people don't i think we have like 500 kids out quarantined like right now that's so that's crazy i mean i live in you know atlanta obviously in buckhead and i think even where i live is like no one but it's really two-thirds in that and in school yeah. i don't even go back yet but everyone has to mm -hmm. wear masks there so that's crazy yeah i mean it's demographics that just i mean we still have people you know who think trump won so you know <laughs> yeah that's too far gone yeah um wow that's that's a lot um so yeah i guess well we can start with uh i i think the when i invited you it sort of started with our, our little disagreement sort of on what direction the progressive movement needs to take uh with regards to ubi versus social programs and do should we do both only one and um i guess you could start with sort of your take obviously i'm for ubi i'm also for a variety of other social programs uh so what's your take well um in uh 2020 presidential election i was um warner and bernie were my two big candidates you know uh, progressive democrats uh both you know support uh, medicare for all stuff like that uh, Bernie, obviously, being the more progressive one in my, you know, choice that I would rather have. But, um, uh, I mean, I just think that those social programs are more effective than something like a UBI. Because, um, you know, Andrew Yang's platform, again, running UBI, when, in my personal opinion, when you implement a UBI, you never fix the systemic problems that a social program would fix. If we currently have in our system where um, doctors will deny someone, again, because they don't have enough money to be able to uh, afford a service or because someone else has more money and will then provide a better service for that person i think that that is the inherent problem with our uh, healthcare system not even just the fact that people don't have access so if you implement this ubi yes you give two thousand dollars to people who uh first of all wouldn't be able to afford the health uh, services but you're also giving two thousand dollars to the other people who already could so this is just going to increase the it's just going to remain the same. Even if they're going to be able to get the care, the care is going to be better for people who have more money. So if you put in things like you no know, Medicare for all or, you know, college for all stuff like this, it's going to allow an equal playing field for everyone. And everyone's going to want to advocate for the betterment of that system. When in a UBI, the system wouldn't improve, but there would be resources to fund those systems. So I don't disagree with anything that you said. Um, but where, where I disagree is I think Yes, you can't solve healthcare with UBI, but I think if you also had UBI, that could also help a lot of people. And uh, that, that's where I think it, it is crucial, actually, for people to, you know, whatever it is, 1,000, 1,200 bucks a month can actually go very far for a lot of people. 
uh, you know, even if we fix the healthcare system and we fix the education system, uh, there's still going to be a lot of people that uh, have a variety of other debts for different reasons, and it could it could help a lot of people. Another thing, uh, you mentioned uh, your two favorite candidates being Bernie and Warren. I have to ask, why why Warren? Why why was Warren? Well, up? Warren again, it's, it's again she's not the establishment Democrat, even though she again has been around for a while. She still purports, uh, supports progressive things like Medicare for all. So again, Bernie is my outstanding candidate, but again, Bernie has been polarized by the media. People don't like Bernie because he's a commie, you know, stuff like this. So Warren would be the more realistic option in my, uh, I, I prefer to take a realistic approach to politics. Again, I want to, I'm a socialist. I think that government could, should control like major forces of industry, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, uh, I mean, my approach is if uh, Bernie would be the best candidate for America to have, he would you know, implement great policies that would help so many people. But again, people like also like Warren have a more bridge to other Democrats that would, you know, maybe lean them more towards left-leaning ideals when Bernie is already so far to the left, not even far to the left, but he's been polarized as being so far to the left that people are less or more hesitant to, you know, align with Bernie. Right. I think part of my uh, reluctance with her is that A, she's on foreign policy, pretty hawkish. And also when it comes to economic stuff, uh, she comes across a lot as an opportunist. You know, she was for Medicare for all, but then she sort of backed off of it midway through the campaign trail. She was like, yeah, I support it, but I'm more in the Medicare for all who want it sort of camp, which is not really what it, you know, yeah. value. it's not what, it's not the same thing as Medicare for all at all. I, yeah. And again, I, and, I completely going back to that. Bernie is my candidate choice. So. Right. I, I mean, I think where I disagree is I'd say my top three were Bernie, uh, Yang, and Tulsi. You know, looking back, I was I had some different opinions during the 2020 yeah. election, but I got you. I think Bernie, Yang, and Tulsi uh, as really anti-establishment candidates um, were would be more effective if Warren were elected. I'd actually see her more governing like Biden than like Bernie would, if I'm yeah. being completely honest. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, just, I don't want to get into theory stuff because that's nerd, that's so nerdy, but I mean, you know, so many writers talk about how the, the way you get to a leftist leaning country and, you know, a socialist country is by gradual change of le like leadership and politics. I mean, that's why a candidate like Bernie again won't get elected in America today. But a candidate, again, like he would. Warren, even if she, like, again, is hawkish and foreign policy, I don't like war, I'm anti-war. But, I mean, most political candidates that are going to be elected into office in America are going to be pro-war just because that's how our country's run. I mean, Obama was a, you know, war, like, he was pro-war. I mean, Biden has already, like, launched strikes in Syria, stuff like this. So, I mean, even if we have a Democratic candidate, they're going to be, again, war. So I guess, again, I'm more realistic in my political views with that sense of like current society today. So even if Warren is the best candidate, she is going to create that steady bridge towards it. We, even if we start, you know, she talks about Medicare for all, she starts putting in legislation like Medicare for all to get it to start rolling. Because even in, in that presidential position, that offers her a lot of influence throughout that. So, yeah. I I, I agree, and she'd definitely be better than Biden. And obviously, we're just talking theory of as Biden is the president. You know, we can't go yeah, back. Yeah, to Biden. yeah. But um, you know, where where I again like see, would she really be more towards Bernie? Is he was very kind with 
the establishment the whole time. And then on the flip side, she basically painted Bernie as a sexist during one of the debates. I just I mean, you're gonna have like stupid stuff like that happen. Yeah, so I just see I see her being more friendly towards Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi than Bernie Sanders. And that was my biggest issue with her. That's right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, going back to you other two, I mean, Tulsi, I mean, again, like it's modern day America. We're not going to see a candidate like him, you know, like stuff like that. Um, And then um, I think, I mean, it depends. If you campaign on the issues, so like Bernie Sanders, you said he wouldn't win. I disagree. I I see that 70% of America supports Medicare for all in a Fox News poll. I think he could win. I mean, yes, there's the Electoral College, but I do think he could win. No, that, that, that's, that's my point. I mean, not, I don't, th- I completely agree that most of Americans lean left. Most Americans want these things. I mean, I, I had a discussion with my grandfather about um, how, you know, nine, it's like 97% of Americans agree that we should have gun regulation in this country, like heavy gun regulation. But, you know, we have policies not passing this. I mean, $15 minimum wage, heavily supported bill. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, Florida, it was like more popular than Biden in Florida. Yep, that's so, what I was about to say. 60% yeah. of people in Florida supported yeah. minimum wage. Like, and he lost because he didn't campaign on the issues. Instead, he went uh, into uh, where all the Latinos were and played Despacito and pandered to them as opposed to yeah, campaigning exactly. on the issues that they would have wanted. So that's exactly. why. So, and, but even going back to that, the bill is supported by most Americans. These are already elected Senate officials that are in the Senate, you know, that could have passed this bill, but they, and you know, like all of these representatives didn't pass the bill because they chose not to, because if they were representing the thoughts of the American people, it would have passed. So even if, you know, 70% support Medicare for all, Biden won't get elected, or not Biden, Bernie won't get elected because of the already established way that most, that how American politics is so centrist oriented in our current way so it, it just i don't think it could happen right now it's interesting i mean i don't know we have to see you know it hasn't happened you know uh the caucus uh all every every other day it's all been centrist forever so i agree with that yeah. but if you look at someone like fdr who everyone hated in the higher powers like the media nonstop would uh you know say terrible things about him and then he'd win in the second biggest landslide in presidential history. I do think to some extent, if people up top don't like something, people at the bottom are more likely to like it. So yeah. that's where I think it's possible. We, we saw Bernie Sanders get screwed over by the DNC like during Hillary Clinton's campaign. I mean- And 2020. And 2020, like stuff like that. So I, I don't, again, I don't think it's the American people's problem. I think it's the problem of the system that we were playing into. Again, the electoral college, people like, like or groups like the DNC that are leading to a like negative leftist view on politics because centrist views are like what's been happening for years. Yeah. So something just came out and they basically said Hillary Clinton was getting ready to jump in the race when it looks like Bernie Sanders had it in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but then of course, Pete Klobuchar, uh, they all dropped out simultaneously to just give Biden the win. Yeah. Um, when Bernie pretty much had it, it's, it's fascinating how much, I mean, people like Obama, both Clintons, and people up top in the DNC were basically saying Bernie would be just as bad as Trump. Like, we're going to fight Bernie against Trump, and that's a huge problem. Yeah. yeah, They don't really want it. Because going back to that, um, the whole idea of dropping out supporting Biden over Bernie, um, 
the reason that going back to the whole Bernie wouldn't win in our current political system is you would have so many centrists who have voted centrist Democrat for years, like establishment Democrat moderates who would most likely vote for Trump over someone like Bernie, even like they would, they would, there was no doubt in my mind that they would sabotage their own socially uh, lift leaning ideals to uh, keep a non-radical uh, ideal, like yeah. ideals in, you know, government. Yeah, so it's I, all about money. I, I yeah, agree. I, I think Bernie would have lost Georgia and Arizona, more establishment Democrat states, but I think he would have had a shot in Iowa, Ohio, Texas, Florida. Um, and I think, you know, if you keep the current uh, electoral turnout rates, yeah, Biden would probably be better than Bernie. But yeah. that takes out of a count the fact that bernie could increase turnout by like 30 mm-hmm. percent yeah, so if he increases turnout it's a whole new ball game and that's, that's yeah right. i mean if, if you campaign on turnout like you know most progressives do because the general consensus for republicans is to decrease voter turnouts and they can win elections because they are the minority in america i mean you are going to see an increase in democratic votes but um again it, currently right now i don't think it would happen Again, you have people like AOC who are again pushing for increased um, voter access, which I agree with, and I'm glad that again we have a democratic uh, or a, yeah democratic uh, president in the office who is going to again push for a little more left leaning ideals, so we could see more voter turnout, which is nice. But um, and then I want to I want to get into uh, Andrew Yang because we're kind of straying away from the topic a little bit. Yeah. But um, with, I think the thing that uh, I brought up when I first talked about it was you had talked about how. Uh, uh, Yang leading the mayoral race in uh, New York City is good for progressives because um, it gets the like that progressive voice out there, and um, I think that because um, UBIs have been, uh, you have we have seen support for UBIs from a fair bit of even like libertarians and like people like that because I mean it, it allows for the people to be able to the ones making the choice of what they do with the uh, money. So again, I I think it could lead into people coming to the left, yes, but I don't think it's the best way to go about leftist policies. And I think that was my big thing. So you can respond to that if you want to. So first of all, I think regardless of the effectiveness of UBI or whether it's best for the left, Andrew Yang is the best candidate in that New York City mayoral race. That's fair, yeah, I agree with that. Because the rest of them are just typical we'll have another bill de blasio and no one wants that mm-hmm. um and then and another thing is ubi actually has been tried in a few places it was tried in california yeah. it was widely successful you know the uh uh the suspicion that there would be massive inflation has been proved mostly false and um i agree that it's it should be a second priority healthcare, college uh anti-warness all of that, i think all comes first um but um and, and in an approach to economic leftist policy i do think ubi is a good second priority yeah i mean again i think you had said something also about how um we've proven that like we can bring people out of poverty through government policies i mean i mean we've had and again it just, COVID, relief, covid relief bill really just showed that we can do this we can pass something that can help the American people and bring people out of poverty. And I think it can be dangerous for the UBI to become that front runner 
So Andrew Yang, yes, best candidate for New York City. I think he's going to be good mayor. But uh, again, if we get him into a position of presidential power, I think that that's where it starts. He has too much power in that scenario. He does. He has too much influence in his, you know, being able to voice his own opinions. You know, passing, you know, um, uh, laws that would implement UBIs instead of things like Medicare for all. So again, that's why Bernie's. I support that over that. So we agree on that. So I think that that's. Yeah, I think that's I'd agree an with explanation that. of how both of our opinions on that. So yeah, yeah, and I, I just I, the only the only thing that maybe we're a little different on is I do think UBI would not only be like you think it should be second, but I think it should be second, but it would also be extremely helpful, and I think that's no, just no, no, no. I, I agree because again, going back to the like the main point of my argument was that systems don't get fixed by UBI, but again, you. A UBI can help, you know, if someone's car breaks down, they can fix their car. If someone has to pay for health, for daycare for their child and they can't, they can pay for it. Uh, so again, it is helpful, but again, second. Yeah, I, think, I think that's an actual way to fix a system slightly as opposed to like affirmative action, which just does not fix any systems. Yeah. And that, that's, that's where I think they're different. When I look at affirmative action, I just think uh, blanket, uh, blanket, uh, uh, manipulating of uh what do you call it not the opposite of opportunity why am i blanking on this yeah um, as opposed I'm, to as opposed to uh outcome there we go uh yeah. outcome as opposed to opportunity where i think ubi is not so much outcome it's actually 1200 bucks or a thousand bucks is not that much it's it's more geared towards uh, giving people opportunities as opposed to affirmative action, which I just think is only outcome. Yeah. That's why I think it could fix a system a little bit, not a lot of, you know, you need Medicare for all and, you know, better college system to do that. Um, yeah. So, and with affirmative action, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that and other forms of identity politics. I have a feeling that we're going to agree on this, but yeah. Where do you stand there? Well, um, my identity politics is just such a large concept. I mean, I think the one that I'm like most informed on is really just, you know, we have like so many race and gender, uh, like that words and like phrases that are used to then, you know, put political power on them. I mean, again, Black Lives Matter movement, stuff like this, when we've seen anti-Asian currently because of the things that happened in Atlanta. I mean, we still have, you know, anti-Semitic things that happen. But I, I think that my major problem with identity politics is that we see people coming out and um, like people like Candace Owens, who again can blatantly be like, oh, I disagree with this because I am also an African-American, even when, you know, African-Americans are significantly, you know, more harmed by police brutality and stuff like this uh, based on demographic. Um, so I, I think that's just a major problem we have today. And I, I think that it's actually pretty funny with Candace Owens how she's so against identity politics and then she goes yeah. turns right around and uses it yeah I mean I, I, I hate it. I just hate the way it's used because I mean we see so many politicians who use it to try to appeal to you know mass groups of people I mean we see again Biden like you said Biden going into Florida you know specifically targeting Latino voters when he needs to target the entire like state in order to be able to win that state so when he goes after those, again, specific populations and then tries to, again, really only focus on those ideals, 
it doesn't come off as effective. So yeah, and it's the same thing when he interviewed Cardi B. Yeah, uh, without the intent of actually supporting some of the things she does, like Medicare for all, he was just doing it to get the black vote, and it didn't. I don't think it worked. A lot of people said Kamala Harris would drive uh, black turnout like never before, and it's just not true. Biden won Georgia because of th- suburban areas, not because the of only the only reason Biden won Georgia was because of Stacey Abrams. I mean, she had so much uh, influence in, you know, increasing voter turnout. That wasn't Biden campaigning in Georgia. It was really just her. So it was her. And it was also the fact that he's such a centrist that it appealed to people yeah. who, who people who hated Trump, but still want to keep their money. Yeah. And don't want to pay as much taxes as they would under Bernie or whatever. So, uh, you know, it worked for him in Georgia uh, in a low turnout uh era of politics which has lasted 300 years but um it wouldn't work i don't think if there were higher turnout and if he actually were forced to campaign on the issues as opposed to uh just pandering yeah and again the i mean the entire thing about him choosing kamala harris i definitely do think that that was a ploy to have an african-american woman ridiculous i mean she's she she's almost worse than him in the way that she i mean yeah like she's like basically pro cop i mean all this kind of stuff that i mean it's just not good so pro cop and put thousands of yeah African american men in prison for weed when she smoked it herself to paraphrase exactly. gabbard and uh a, a million things completely opportunist went from just just like a war in a little bit, but went from Medicare for all to, I don't even know. Yeah. She didn't even know. And uh, it's it, it was just obvious that she was in it to gain power and not to help people, uh, even though her name is ironically for the people. Yeah. And I kind of want to go on, I kind of want to like branch off on that part. Yeah. Talk about again, switching policies again. You know, people like Warren and Kamala both going from like, pro medicare for all they're like eh, kind of eh. i mean we've seen like again we elected a majority democrat you know senate we haven't seen you know legalized marijuana we didn't see that federal minimum wage increase that we talked about i mean i, I think that potentially it's debatable but he could potentially legalize cannabis through executive order he could but i don't think he will no again, of course not Oh, and yeah. if he cancel all student loan debt, he won't do that either. And even if he didn't want to do that, they have two majorities and they're not, it's just pathetic. Yeah, it is pathetic. Because I, 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 there's so many policies that even the government could benefit from. Like legalizing marijuana, there is no way that you can put a negative spin on legalizing marijuana. You decrease prison rates, you increase taxes. Well, the private prisons are paying everyone in Congress. Well, yeah, that's exactly my happen. point. Like we we elect people into our systems that don't actually like put forward what we want. So once Americans start realizing that electing centrist establishment politicians doesn't work, I think again goes back to the idea that we're going to see people like Bernie, people like AOC being more supported because they realize that just electing the same people over and over again doesn't work. Yeah, so, yeah I think it all rides on Nina Turner right now, and Ohio's a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly really banking on that and also andrew yang a little bit i know you're not as enthusiastic yeah. about that but i think that no, I, I definitely agree that he's the best leftist candidate for yeah. that race but i know 
I don't, I don't like him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I would, I think Bernie was better in the presidential race, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. You're definitely right. Um, that centrism just isn't going to cut it. And I don't think it will. I think the people have already realized that actually, it's not that they have to realize it. I think they already have. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you see a lot of opportunism. I think it's really because some of them genuinely start up from thinking, oh yeah, I really want to do this good stuff. And then they either get influenced by the money or the need for power. And then they cozy yep. up the establishment uh, by just changing, changing their views, but they've already gained the support by supporting popular things at the beginning. Yeah. And with Kamala Harris, she skyrocketed at the beginning because she critiqued Biden, who was a centrist in that debate. And she supported Medicare for all. And then she plummeted when she strayed away from straight away from it. But she still in the long term got more power because closing up to them and playing the race card got her the vice presidency. Yep. Um, I guess we can kind of go uh, talk a little bit about, you know, people talking about specifically um, race related things. Uh, we could go a little into the mis misinformation idea that we were talking about. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, one of the big misinformation things, again, I don't, okay, this is my personal opinion on this. So the last, the shootings that happened in Atlanta, right? They quickly, quickly, very quickly were spread as anti-Asian hate crimes. Did they greatly impact the Asian uh, community? Yes, it was a tragedy. You know, six Asian women died. However, we, you, again, you have to look at the facts because we see that the guy did, again, not to get like too deep into the details. Again, he talked about his sexual addiction to it. It was the massage parlors themselves. Again, demographics aside it the problem was not the asian community it was the idea that this man had desires this man was an evil atrocious man he did awful things that again nobody should ever support but i think that the because of rampant um misinformation and liberalism you know spurring you know massive instagram you know campaigns where they post things on their stories without really looking into issues i think that is dangerous both for the left and the right i mean on the right you have you know, awful things spread about, you know, everyone. I mean, Nazism spread easily. Insurrectionism. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. But yeah. again, going back to the liberal side, you create like anger about things that isn't necessarily true as well. So yeah. I, I just think it's dangerous it, on both sides. Yeah, it looks like the, the tragedy in Atlanta, you know, objectively, it looks like it was more of a misogynist hate crime rather than an anti-Asian yeah, exactly. hate crime. But I'm looking at all the facts. If that changes, I'm not saying I'm not a judge, a jury, a yeah, exactly. anything. I'm not a witness. I'm not anything. But that's just what it looks like right now. And I don't like the fact that the media and to the general population rushes to paint it as something that it's not. And I think there's similar situations. If you look at and you might disagree with this, but if you look at what uh, with Jacob Blake, I think it was a very similar situation. I probably agree with people actually on the right a little bit more on this and that yeah, that was not necessarily a police brutality into, I mean, you feel free to disagree, but I think that was. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, again, it goes back. I mean, there are situations where, you know, police brutality isn't necessarily what happened. I mean, police sometimes have to use force against people. Mm -hmm. I think what, I mean, again, it's not good that they have to. And I think that there should, uh, we should, again, reform the police system. We should have, you know, more mental health experts working in the police force instead of you know sending uh you know policemen to do a therapist job 
but right. there are situations where force is needed because there is a you know altercation yeah i i think that was one of them because yeah he, he was he had a knife in his hand he was reaching down in his car um he had fought them the taser hadn't worked and he was yeah pull something on them they didn't know what it was they probably had to assume it was a gun i don't really understand what went wrong there um and I agree, I agree, you know, master police form is necessary. I'm curious, how do you feel about, I know it's a little off topic, but how do you feel about uh, defunding the police, if you will? How do you feel about that? Defunding the police is was the worst way to go about it. I think that the entire campaign that they launched was probably the worst way to go about it. I mean, things like ACAB, I completely agree with. I mean, all cops are bastards. I mean, it's been around for years. So it isn't a new thing that we've come up with. I do, th I mean, cops are funded a lot i mean we pour lots of money into both our military and our police systems so there are better ways to spend government money but i do agree that we do need a police force police are necessary yeah but I, I i think really to be honest i think and this is where a little bit of my social centrism ish comes in mm -hmm. and i'm very much economically progressive i'm a little more centrist on social issues i think getting getting rid of any funding for the police system i agree much mental health services and tons of things that could change the way police work are needed but i think if anything the police systems probably need an increase in funding to help with training to actually change the system yeah again and the, i think the idea of defunding the police gets misconstrued because you know people say defund the police and people again you know right-wingers believe that oh they want to get rid of the police and some leftists do. Again, it goes back to the idea that liberalism spreads misinformation. You say defund the police, liberals are going to think, oh, yeah, let's just not have police anymore. That sounds good because police do hate crimes on the black community. But what you could say is not defunding the police. It's all like it's changing the way we fund them. So instead of, you know, buying new cop cars, buying new guns, buying new riot gear, you again, increase training, increase, uh, you know, mental health personnel, things like that. You, that I'm for. Again, reform the police system. Don't get rid of it. Yeah, defund and, the police. And I honestly think all cops are bastards is also a pretty dumb slogan if you're trying to get people on your side. Yeah, again, it's not, not effective. Because all all they know is ACAB. They don't know what it means. Right. Again, misinformation. You spread ACAB, nobody knows what it means. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just hard to get if someone doesn't want to listen to you because they're already mad at you you can't tell them what it really means i mean you can't say oh this isn't this isn't me being mean to your brother who's a cop it's saying that the system is bad so we need to help it so he can have a better work experience he can know what he needs to do he cannot get in trouble when he does something wrong because he knows what to do and he doesn't do something bad so yeah yeah that's right and and you're right and a lot of it comes with misinformation spreading like wildfire mm -hmm. and um so how do you feel about that you know should we should big tech be able to censor or should the government be able to censor like wh where do you stand on that well i mean literally in the constitution you're you are allowed to perform hate speech you are allowed to you know yell racial slurs at people Yep. Be, it, it, the only thing it doesn't account for is violent action. Like you are not allowed to commit crimes or violence against someone because of their race or nationality. Or, or tell someone to 
yeah commit violence or burn down a building or whatever yeah. yeah so i think that that's where you know it gets it gets hazy because again things like the insurrection by a uh, uh, trump flat out being like go storm the capitol go kill mike pence like whatever like stuff like he that say it, he meant it but yeah yeah that, yeah he like it's stuff like that i mean i'd agree that what happened to trump was i think that what happened with trump's twitter account made sense to me really i i think that because of what he said specifically with the ideas of like stand you know like stand by stand back stuff like that he, he said, said things that like, twitter but... well no, no so again stuff like that he said stuff like that and um it can lead to things that um again he sent out that video about how we love you like again he while well, he said stop it wasn't a call right but i i, I just don't see that i don't see the reasoning if you're being objective about it and taking all your prior knowledge about trump out for the for their actual reasoning for taking down a post and a video that says go home in peace this doesn't make sense to me yeah i guess that was that's probably like the issue there because while objectively it's not bad with all prior knowledge of the situation it was not enough or no it was nowhere close to enough what it should have been and it was nowhere close to what needed to be done and again well, if I'll this was you. some if this was some 4chan troll if this was some kid you know who just hates Democrats because they're Democrats and he's the one doing all this. I think that that is a different story, but when it's the president of the United States, again, it's a problem. Yeah. Um, it, it was a major problem. I just think it shouldn't have been censored and I'll tell you my opinion on censorship. You can tell me if you like it or yeah. not. Um, I actually think that the government should pretty much take over the business. Big tech should have no uh, influence on it. Uh, they should don't shouldn't really have the power to take down uh, tweets, uh, Facebook posts, whatever, or manipulate the for you or homepage feed uh, to mainstream media interests or whatever it is. Um, I think the government should have the ability, of course, to take down, as the Supreme Court has ruled, uh, speech that incites violence directly or incites uh destruction of property directly um and of course if it's something that's illegal that you, it would be illegal in per in person like getting naked in public you can't do that so you can't do that on twitter yeah uh, or or fighting someone like it's the same same logic that would be applied in person for free speech would be applied on twitter or whatever it is and i think if the government had control over that and not our big tech oligarchs in uh, silicon valley i think things would be a lot better off because Twitter and social media, I think, are the means of free speech in the 21st century. Like they yeah. are the First Amendment now, and the government has to do something about it, I think. And it's actually, it's ironically, that's what conservatives want, but it's actually more of like a liberal thing to say, have the government intervene. I don't, I don't think the conservative take there is to let the government take over these tech businesses. Once, well, you, say, take, once you say take over these businesses, that's where you lose all the conservative uh, bias behind that. When you say let, when they let, say let the government, like again, there was the whole Fox News campaign about like after that happened, where they were just hating on big tech, 
uh, how big tech is, you know, these liberal big tech companies that are, again, censoring uh, right-wing views. When big tech companies censor leftist views almost as much as like right-wing views. I mean, there's so many left-wingers who are, again, shut off Twitter, shut off of all these platforms as well. So yeah, that's why I think it's a problem for the left, too. And for them to ignore it and applaud when Trump is taken off Twitter is a major problem. Because it's going to yeah. come back and bite them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I see the problem. Because I think it's economically liberal things that are being taken off and socially conservative things that are taken off. So you can't yeah. really say there are two genders if you have a massive pub, like massive viewership. And you can't say... Um, I mean, even some people who like support leftist policy are mysteriously like taken off of YouTube and it's happened a yep. lot. And it's a, it's a problem. And the person in charge of the YouTube censorship or whatever said that if she could, she'd want to take down Ben Shapiro because her son listens to him and she doesn't like it. I mean, that's a huge problem. Yeah. It shouldn't be in their control. I just don't think so. I mean, it's almost like they're taking into, they're trying to educate people in a way like, to think a certain way instead of thinking a different way. You and I both know Ben Shapiro is an idiot. I mean, yeah. he doesn't know, he, he all of his takes are horrible and he's just not a good person. His political views are bad, but I mean, he's still, I mean, PragerU, stuff like that. It's generally taken as, you know, they're just an information site, but again, right-wing views. So. But again, you could then say people like Vaush and Hasanabi, who are, you know, on Twitch and stuff like that, who um, are leftist views are also equally as radically bad and awful in the eyes of a right wing viewer. So oh, I think when we get into government censorship, like government taking over these companies, again, that's conservatives are going to hate that. If you say that, they're going to hate it. But again, that's that slow steps toward a socialist country well i think and i think it shouldn't be the government or congress it should just be a private or not a like a independence uh group if you will that would basically have a set of rules that aren't biased lefts socially and right or centrist economically um that were just you can't uh incite violence and that's pretty much it like there's not much more on the list and that's all they control. So it's not really government takeover. It's just they're only taking down things that yeah, explicitly no, violate the First Amendment. That should be it. That's where I draw the line. I think I agree with that. Because, again, that's the problem with, you know, free market. You can't control what companies do. Companies can do what they want. If you right. Legally, right now, what they're doing is fine. It's just terrible ethically. Yeah. It needs to stop. Yeah. If I mean, again, if someone's saying, like, kill all the Jews, I hate Jews... Yeah, you can't say it. Like, yeah, like that's literally inciting violence. But if someone's like, like, Jews are the ones creating the problems in the economy, and they're the reason the economy is failing, like, what do you do about that? Um, well, like that they're they're active the consequences. They'll probably lose their job. Uh, yeah. a lot of people won't like them. It'll stay up for them to be uh, ratioed, and they'll look like an idiot, and will actually yeah. help fight dumb ideas as opposed to. Uh, spurring it up and having it gain uh, traction because it's taken down. Like, for example, like if you walk on the right side of the hallway in school normally and you're told to walk on the left side or whatever it is, like you're going to be more likely to want to do the wrong thing because you're told not, you know, it's the same thing yeah. with the war on drugs, I think. So I, I yeah. 
So if, if uh, again, but then uh, the problem with that still is that you're going to see other trolls and you know, right wing pipeline people who are going to be like, oh yeah, it is their problem, and the the like it. You're always going to have the views being spread. Right, so that's I, happening anyway. You can't. Yeah, stop. yeah. So the problem is, I, I guess again, it's a tough issue. It's tough because yeah. it's almost like saying it's the same thing as me saying oh, I don't want uh, a fascist like pipeline to exist. That's when... subjective. Some people think Ben Shapiro is a literal fascist and I don't think that's the no, case. No, I don't think Ben Shapiro is a fascist. I think he's stupid. And he, like, he's whatever. stupid, like, but he's still the number one target of alt-right attacks, according to the ADL. Yeah. So not like with like the a... alt-right, like some people would say. Yeah. So, again, it people who would be like, oh, I don't want Ben Shapiro to be on YouTube. There are also going to be people who are like, I don't well, want... That was like the number three on YouTube. That wasn't just people. Like, that's that's where the issue is. Like, the people in charge of deplatforming... No, yeah, that's exactly my point. Problems. That's exactly what I'm saying. You, once you allow them to start taking down right-wing people, they're going to start taking down left-wing people, too. And so... I, I don't understand how more people on the left can't put two and two together. Like... The only ideology that would be left is Nancy Pelosi, is like her ideology. That would be it if, if this censorship can continue. Yeah, very you would never. You would see, you would see again, commies taken off of platforms. You would see again, socialists taken off of platforms. It's just not good. It wouldn't be good. Yeah, again, diversity of opinion yeah. is important, and it's not. It's just, it's like you could say, oh, they're a private company, and when you say that. It's basically like, especially in a pandemic year, it's like, what are we supposed to do? Go outside with a megaphone and reach billions of people? Yeah, That's exactly. Not how this world works anymore. The First Amendment. Yeah, shoebox online. economics isn't going to work right now. I, I can't go stand on a college campus, yell about how Marx is great. I mean, no one's going to care. Like, yeah. stuff like that. So, you, that's the only way to do it. So, if again, we have people taken out just because higher ups don't like it, it's not going to be good. Yeah. They're the ones in control right now. It's dangerous. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think we. I, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We did cover yeah. a lot. I need some water. We talked a lot. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was good talking to you. Um, yeah. My next show for everyone watching will be uh, Friday at 12 p.m. And I uh, hope you listen in. I don't know. You want to shout anything out? On, I don't know, your socials or anything. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Follow me on Instagram at not Caleb Nelson. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah, follow him. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course.